and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan. Susan, it's Florida State Week. Are you excited? Yes, I am, actually. Very excited. Always love to go to the Doke. Yeah? You don't like the trip to the Doke, though. I Well, I, I, we have some fun checking out those fast food restaurants in Tally. There's some good ones there. I was up there for the uh, for the state championships uh, last year, so I was up there for like four days or something, and uh, I went with one of our photographers, uh, Danny Varela, who is a Florida State grad. So he was, uh, you know, he, he knew all like you know, and, you know, we're both in our mid to late twenties at that point, like, and uh, you know, we could still kind of bum around a college town and not like look totally out of place. So he. Uh, he took me around all like the college spots, like you're saying, that's fast. There's like a, a chicken tender place we went to. I don't remember the name of it. Um, pizza place we went to, uh, went to one of the bars. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun little college town, obviously. Um, I don't think we'll be doing all of that though this weekend. Uh, we, we've got, we got some, some real work to do uh, when Miami plays Florida state. Um, Cause most of the time it's a, uh, it's close. It's usually, other than last year, as you noted in your preview, we were 52 to 10 beat down. Um, these games are pretty much always uh, close games and, and exciting games. And, and for a long time, this looked like it was going to be uh, the worst Florida State Miami game in, in a long, long time. You could probably still make the case that it is. Not very often that these two teams are neither is ranked going into this game. And obviously, that's the case right now. Uh, with Miami on the brink of bowl eligibility and Florida State on the brink of uh, being eliminated from bowl contention. Um, but you still, I, I think you kind of still feel the stakes because both of these programs are in a position where, you know, obviously Manny's, you know, kind of worked his way off the hot seat, I think a little bit, but obviously still on it. And, uh, you know, one of his, his yep. best, the best, one of the best things he can put on his resume right now is he's never lost to Florida State. And obviously Mike Norvell, um, doesn't seem like he's on the hot seat, um, but obviously uh, he does not have anything close to a signature win yet in his two rocky seasons up there in Tallahassee, and, and it's a chance, obviously, for them to get it. And, um, you know, it feels like it could be a, a turning point for either of these teams this year where for Miami a loss would, would be kind of devastating, I think. Uh, and for Florida State, a win obviously would uh, in some ways like salvage your whole season. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree about the loss for Miami would be devastating. Yeah. And, and a loss for FSU would be devastating. Or they're already devastated. But Yeah, that's the thing. They're at a point where, like, I think I think FSU fans are not necessarily expecting them to win this weekend. Um, whereas I think Miami fans are obviously Miami's favorite going up there. And I think Miami fans would love to beat down Florida State again. But I think everyone's got that little – it got that yeah. little pit in their stomach, right? Because of the way yes. the last five games have gone. For sure. Miami's favored. I don't know. I, I They started two and a half or three points. They opened and I, you know, you, betters beware when it comes to Miami games. And, uh, you know, it, it's two and a half or three, or I'm not sure what it is today, but uh, for a reason. And, um, and you're right about, you know, as far as Manny Diaz goes, um, he needs to win this game. He really need. I mean, those th- last three games were were huge for UM and Manny, and it's really turned the it's really turned everything around for the Hurricanes. But 
this game, this is their, their big rival and they lose this game and it's bad for Manny, I believe. And as far as Mike Norvell goes, the FSU coach, um, he, you know, one of the things that's definitely saving him either way is, is that, you know, Willie Taggart got fired the last time UM was at Tallahassee two, two years ago. Yes. And you might, Miami had won that game and the next day, day yeah. next day, Willie Taggart got fired. So Mike Norvell is still early into his tenure, you know, and I think they're still, I don't, I don't know what's going on with paying Willie Taggart and, you know, money that coaches, coaches are owed and things, but uh, it's, it really is. It, it, UM needs to win this game for everybody's sake on the UM, on the UM side, at least. Yeah. Uh, the difference between eight and four and no matter what happens, uh, whether they get to the ACC championship or not, the difference between eight and four and seven and five or whatever with a loss to Florida State is obviously uh, it's big. That's that's huge. I mean, eight an eight win season. You get you know, if Miami wins out and it's eight and four at the end of the year is beating Florida State, decent chance they're probably ending the season ranked at that point. Um, you know, for for Manny Diaz, that that's a lot of of points in his favor. He'd be. Uh, what three and zero against Florida State? He'd be, uh, like I said, maybe ranked at the end of the year if things keep going this way. Um, obviously, eight and four, you're you're in as we've talked about, uh, and we shouldn't. You know, there's a big, big pit North Carolina game tonight that has a lot of ACC Coastal Division uh, stakes on the line. But eight and four, you're you're potentially in the mix to obviously, like we said, get to the ACC championship. And, and I think, right. you know, I don't think anyone thinks Wake Forest is invincible. Uh, he's probably going to come out of the Atlantic. Um, so, you know, it, it's, this is the kind of game that, you know, every game at this point, because of, of all that, that difference between eight and seven wins is huge, but obviously this one is, you know, that, that, that is probably, if you ask any Miami fan, like what their favorite thing about Manny Diaz is, uh, it probably see the fact he never loses to Florida state. It's pretty good so far. Yeah, it is. And, and although his first year, he wasn't the head coach they lost 2016. That's true. Yes. But, um, you know, when you look at, when you look at Miami's schedule, schedule over the past few seasons, um, they, they really, they do horrible at the end of the year. So, um, you know, like last year, they lost their last two games. They got, as everybody knows, doesn't like to think about this. They got just hammered by North Carolina. So embarrassing that game. Yeah. And lost in the bowl game and then the year before that in 2019 they lost the last three games we were all remember fiu yeah they were six and three going into the last three weeks of the season yeah and then they yeah they were no they were they had four losses they lost one in overtime to georgia tech Uh but one two three maybe six and four or whatever but the the, yeah six and four that they lost to fsu uh, fiu i'm sorry fiu and then they lost at Duke that year, 2019. Yeah. And they lost versus Louisiana Tech, right? And right. then the year before that, of course, they they lost their last four, five out of seven games. And yeah, they, they were uh, that was the year they like were five and two. That was a, pin, and a totally that was a pinstripe yeah. bowl, the Cozy Perry yeah. situation. And then in 2017, they started at 10 and 0, I guess. 
Yeah, and then lost the last three. Well, I mean, they lost the last three. So yeah. I, it, it's 2016, um, they won their last five games, and that was also the last time they won a bowl in like a million years. So they really, they, I think more than, I think as much, I should say as much as anything, is that they, if they win, if they keep winning now, they're, they're changing. Manny also is pointing them in the right direction rather than the last several years just tank. Yeah. Growing yeah, up. I mean, this team is getting better as the season goes on, which, as you've just laid out, does not happen <laughs> very often at Miami in the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last several. And, you know, if you just base on base, base your prediction or whatever on what's happened the last three weeks, um, you know, Miami should be a, a massive favorite going up to Tallahassee. You know, they obviously two ranked wins uh, against NC State and Pitt. And then last week, I know they only beat a, a bad Georgia Tech team by three, but um, yeah, exactly. It was uh, the literally the only reason that was close was because Miami lost three fumbles, which is like, you know, it's a total fluke thing in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, you know I, I have a hard time blaming Manny Diaz or you know saying that it's predictive of anything going on. You know, it's not like this team has had like big fumble issues all year long. It was t- right. kind of a total fluke thing. <laughs> So, you know, they've been playing really well, obviously, for, for three weeks here. Um, and I'm really three in three weeks and then that second half against North Carolina. Um, you know, th- this team is actually playing well. And um, but again, it, it's Florida. Are, it's a different. Yeah, it's a different. It, it really is a, a different animal. I mean, yeah. this just, you know, Rhett Lashley told us earlier in the week that, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's totally different for Tyler Van Dyke, who has been the difference, I think, in this team, even, even with the receivers uh, doing great now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been the catalyst. And, um, uh, I, you know, Lashley, he was at the, ga- he was the, at the home game last year. And uh, he said, you know, you could even feel a difference, even with the COVID and nobody in the stadium kind of thing, you know. It, it's it's a different it's a different feel to this game, and I think that's going to it's going to affect. It has to naturally affect everybody. It does. It affects everybody. He said you could feel it. He said you could feel it when they're warming up. Uh, you know their adrenaline level will be off the charts. And he talked about the games that he coached when he was at Auburn. Right. Um, the Iron Bowls. Uh, he said he coached six Iron Bowls between Alabama and Auburn. And it's, it's the same idea. It's just, it's a whole different experience. So, um, yeah, I don't, I know I'm a pessimist in a lot of ways, but I don't, again, for the fourth, I'm still not feeling it. Even against Georgia Tech, you, you just don't know what to expect with this team. You don't know. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is, you know, you, obviously Tyler uh, deservedly gets a lot of the credit for the turnaround. Uh-huh. Uh, but the other thing that I think we've, uh, kind of like talked around a lot over the last few weeks and maybe mentioned in passing is how much better the offensive line play has been. Um, and obviously oh, yes. Aaron Justice talked about that on, on Tuesday. And it's been something that Brett Lashley feels like every week on his Monday press conference has talked about. Um, uh, he also said on Monday that this is going to be the best front they've played probably since Alabama. Um, you know, they've got a, a defensive end in Jermaine Johnson, who's, a, a, you know, likely first round pick defensive end. Um, so it could be 
really the, you know, the one thing that has been so impressive about Tyler is just that he does not seem to get rattled at all. Um, and part of that is just his demeanor and his, his like, you know, his poise or whatever. But another part of that is he's not had, you know, how many games of Miami quarterbacks we watched over the last five years where the guy's getting hit. It feels like after every play or has to scramble out a little bit. Tyler's obviously scrambled and scrambled well, um, but this is kind of has a chance to be one of the first times when like they, when, when Tyler might be on his butt a lot on, on Saturday, that wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at FAU, FAU, they're 25th nationally in sacks. Yeah. Um, and they're 29th nationally in, in team tackles for loss. And that's, that's, we're talking about an FSU team that's 71st in scoring defense and uh, yeah, so it's not a good defense, but they have a right. good, they have one very good unit, and that's that yeah. defensive line. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of interesting because Miami, we could kind of say the same thing. Eighty fourth in total defense, and there Miami is right now twelfth. It'll change after tonight's game, but twelfth in uh, tackles for loss. Yeah, that's the one thing they always do. They don't have the sacks this year, though necessarily, but. No, they don't. They, they're 30th in sacks, but I, it's kind of interesting. It's the same idea, but um, yeah, so that's, but you're right about the front, um, you know, the, the defensive line for, for Florida State. So, and, and, and also there'll be, I, I don't know if the stadium will be filled. I think it will be, don't you? I think it'll be pretty full. Because I, mean, I think UM students might go up there too. Who knows? What you, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I, I, I've never gotten a sense of how well Miami fans travel. The students travel up to Tallahassee. Obviously, you know, you you always get a lot of my, there's always a nice little section of Miami fans there, you know, because yeah. the parents will go and and also Miami there's and yeah exactly there. yeah yeah and there's some kids that grew up in Miami and uh, you know are still Miami fans that that went to FSU. So. Yeah, exactly. So it, there's like all those connections. It'll be a, it'll definitely be a good atmosphere. And and like Brett Lashley said, it's, a, it's really an atmosphere. We haven't had an app. We haven't been in an atmosphere like this in a long time. Cause obviously, um, you know, Miami, Alabama was a big crowd, but it's those neutral site games are different, right? This is the first yeah, they time. Are. And totally Miami, fair. obviously Miami, just because it's been a disappointing season is not, had great crowds at, at Hard Rock Stadium all year. And um, I don't think anywhere we've gone, uh, you know, I think we look, we had that Miami uh, UNC game pencil as a potentially great crowd, but uh, both teams were struggling at the time. So the crowd was not great there either. So this is going to be the first time again, Florida state, not great this year, but they're going to have that atmosphere that they always have. I think so. And, and, you know, I thought Pitt had a pretty good atmosphere. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I thought it's that not the same level of football uh, city as, as Tallahassee, though, right? So there's just going to be a ceiling on it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 oh, yeah, it was good, obviously. And and also, you know, I wanted to mention that uh, Mike Nor- Norvell um, had COVID last year during this game, and it yeah. would have been his first uh, – it would have been his first UMFSU. Yeah, so he's technically never coached in a Miami Florida. Nope, he was home. He couldn't coach in the game, and this will be his, you know, his first game. So we'll see if that makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, you do wonder. I'm sure 
Miami was going to beat them no matter what last year. Obviously, they beat them 52 to 10, but like the, the Mike Norvell not being there, uh, I'm sure played some role. Yeah, in the, yeah he wasn't there all week. It was a beat down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it definitely played a role, I think. So. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What uh, you you wrote uh, today? Uh, it's been up now. Uh, when when most of you will listen to it, it'll be have been up for. I don't know, 24 hours. But when most people are listening to this tomorrow uh, or or pregame on Saturday, you wrote about uh, Tyler Van Dyke going into this game, um, has a chance to be the fifth different Miami quarterback to win, to beat Florida State in the last five years. Uh, Obviously, you go back to 2017 where Malik Rozier throws a touchdown to uh, Daryl Langham at the – Not quite at the buzzer, right, but with a couple seconds left. Um, Then the next year, I think Malik was maybe hurt the next year, and and Nikosi started. I know Nikosi started the next year. I don't remember exactly. Nikosi started, yeah. That was my first game I ever covered for the Herald, by the way, Miami-Florida State that year. Really? It was. I started that, like, Tuesday and and was at that game on Saturday. Um, uh, Then the next year was uh, Jaron Williams. uh, Kind of a lopsided game up at Doak. Uh, I, I think Greg Rousseau had like 14 sacks in that game or something like that. Yeah, I think he did. Um, have, he did have a lot of sacks. Yeah, he, I think he had three sacks in that game. Um, then last year, as we said, uh, 52, not, 52 to 10, Derek King uh, went off, obviously, and, and Miami beat them down. Now Derek King hurts, so Tyler Van Dyke goes up there. Uh, and as Tyler told us, I guess this was last week he told us that he's been uh, – he talks to Malik every week, Malik Rozier every week, and they break down film together. Um, yeah. So, and you you talk to Malik about it this week, and the idea it's uh, a very long passing of the torch, but this legacy of different Miami quarterbacks beating Florida State, the first, helping out the last. Uh, what were your takeaways from talking to Malik? Well, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool story because you're right. A couple of weeks ago, we found out that Malik uh, – that t- I guess Tyler told us, right? Was yeah, I think he told us that it was like Tuesday. Yeah, he, yeah, he, t- he 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 talks to Malik and Tyler Facetime every Wednesday night, um, and uh, Tyler has his little iPod pad or whatever with all the play, all the like game tape and plays and uh, practice. They go over practice film and game film and. Um, and, it, and Malik gives him, you know, gives him some tips and 
tells him what to look at, look for. And I, he's not taking the place. And I didn't have time really. I didn't have space in my story to go through this. It's not like he, he's not taking the place of Rhett Lashley, but he's a Malik is a, as a quarterback coach. Right. Man. Um, that's what he does. And he, he has some, I think he's does some other business stuff too, that are probably football related, but um, they've been working together um, since the summer uh, and he, uh, Malik and Van Dyke met through uh, the former UM player and, 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 excuse me, Tyler Van Dyke's marketing agent, Sean O'Dare. And then, so Malik and Tyler have been together since June or July. And, um, you know, and, the, and Malik just helps him with some nuances of the game and what Malik notices and, some psychological things and, you know, preparing them for what it's going to be like. And, you know, a guy that's maybe closer to his age and has played at UM and has played yeah. in the rivalry in such a big game. Um, so this was a big week for them. And Malik is from, he, he, he was born in Tallahassee. His yeah. father lives there. His mother's whole family is there. His, you know, grandmom, I think. And, um, you know, he Malik grew up in Mobile because he moved there when he was a toddler. He moved to Mobile, Alabama when he was a toddler. But Tallahassee has a big, big meaning for him, too. And especially this game. Oh, my God. The game was unbelievable with Daryl Langham. So that was an amazing game. That was a game that broke the the seven game FSU streak. Yeah. No, this goes in streaks, but anyway, it is funny how these games go in streaks like that. Always, always. Yeah. So the seven years it was, and then Malik, uh, Malik's, you know, broke it with you know whatever, whatever it was. I think how many seconds it was a twenty-three yard pass? I think six seconds were left. Um, so in in the game, yeah, six seconds were left at Doke. It was at Doke, so he's played there. He had a, you know, an amazing victory there. And, um, you know, he talked about Tyler. I didn't, he talked most a lot about the game itself and, and what it means to him and, you know, what he told Tyler. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of very interesting. I love that the first guy that broke the streak is now talking to the guy who wants to continue the streak, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's another chance also for us to, uh, you know, it feels like, yeah, at this point, I think everyone kind of feels like Tyler is just like established. But again, we're only five games really into his career. And, and um, you know, he's played in now a couple of road environments, like we said. Uh, he's had his ups and his downs. He's had a couple of weeks where he was incredible, uh, in particular uh, the Pitt and the NC State game. Obviously, he was very good again against Wake Forest, but I think that pit game is obviously a uh, a ceiling like a that that's the peak so far for him. Um, but we're again we're still learning about this guy who's started five games plus the the coastal or central central Connecticut state. So um, this is just, I, I think another good chance to learn um, about what he is going to be long term for this team and. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I think, again, I, I mentioned it, but his his demeanor seems like perfect, right? For especially, it really does for a game like this, and this is really a chance to learn it. And for you know, just for Miami, the, the last you know, they've, they've obviously had some 
you know, talented quarterbacks the last couple of years. Uh, like you said, five different guys have won this game, but I, I don't know if they've had a guy. Maybe uh, Derek's probably pretty close too, but or different uh, guys. <laughs> sorry, this is a fifth now going up. Right, there. right. Um, but I think Derek is probably the closest. But for the most part, those other the other guys. You, know, you got to have that certain attitude to be the Miami quarterback. And, and you know, Jaron Williams had his flashes, but I think, uh, you know, I don't know if he had that the right attitude. Uh, you know, Nikosi Perry, obviously very talented, but especially early in his career, certainly did not have the right attitude. Um, and, and I think Tyler is a guy who, similarly to De'Eric, is just like he can handle the – he can handle the ups and the downs and the, the uh, successes and the failures and – um, that's that's what you need, obviously, to be the quarterback in Miami. And this is a game that uh, I think can put it on display. And and you know that's the one of the one big takeaway I, I got out of that the Georgia Tech game um, right. is that was the chance for for Tyler to panic finally, right? You know he was playing well, but his teammates kept fumbling for him. And a game that they probably should have been up by three touchdowns in the first half, they're trailing uh, at right. halftime. Um, yep. And that could have been the chance for him to be like, like F this, like I'm going to try to play hero ball and win this. And he didn't. Um, and that, that, that is something that, that I think uh, separates him from some of the other talented guys that have been here in the past. And maybe even, you know, it, it kind of even separates him from De'Ara King, who um, is obviously great <laughs> and was one of the best quarterbacks in Miami history last year, but I think could kind of fall into that hero ball trap sometimes because he was such a good athlete and such a good runner. And, you know, he, you know, he won that NC state game last year, basically single-handedly. Um, but Tyler, I think is, especially as the supporting cast kind of steps up, I think, again, he's just, he's just a different guy than they've had these last couple of years. I don't know exactly how to describe yes. it, but. He is, and he has a different demeanor. Yeah. Again, I think oh, he's not so far off from D'Eric, but obviously D'Eric was yeah. a, a veteran by the time he got here. But like Tyler, just the fact that he's a guy who's started five games and uh, doesn't panic. He doesn't panic. That, that's what has been so impressive about him. You know, he's terrible in the first half of the Virginia and the North Carolina game and bounced back in both of those too. So exactly. I, I think he's well equipped to, you know, when we talk about these Miami teams where you're like, it feels like anything that could go wrong will go wrong sometimes. Um, right. The solve to that, as we saw last year, is to have a good quarterback who can kind of lead you through those ups and downs. And and Tyler is hopefully a, a worthy successor in that. And I think has, has passed the test so far. Yeah, for sure. And and it's just it's very exciting that he's young. You know, he's still right. young. Again, yeah. De'Eric came in and he had four years of starting experience, basically, or three years, I think, of starting experience. So you expected him to be like that. You, you didn't know what Tyler was going to be like. And 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 De- yeah, and poor Derek, you know, with the injuries, you you really hope that Tyler, especially this season, that's the uh, that's the thing that could screw everything up. I shouldn't even mention that. You know, but you just he's just got to stay healthy. He's got yeah. to stay healthy. So, um, but it's not. He's you know he's a big strong kid. Um, the Eric, unfortunately, had had to deal with injuries, and he really did throughout his whole history of playing. Yes. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of upside to Tyler, and, and you feel like it's only going to get higher. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, I think this week will be a good 
And again, every, every game is a, a benchmark for him when you're, when you're this early in your career and the sample size is so small, every game I think can shift your opinion about a guy. Um, you know, after, like I said, after those first two games, I don't know what people, people didn't know what to expect. And then obviously after the next two games, he's the Heisman winner. And then last week he was good again, but not as good as he was those last couple of weeks. So is that the real Tyler Van Dyke? Like we're, we're still figuring out exactly what he is. And um, I, I think Florida state provides between that defensive line they have. And then obviously just like the emotions of the rivalry yeah. going on the road is, uh, a different it's a test unlike anything he has had this year um and really unlike anything Miami other than I guess Alabama in the opener it, it's unlike yeah. anything they've had this year agree and I think the emotions David I think that's going to I think that's going to be a big test for them really big test because if they you know they they could they definitely Miami could they get out of control um I think they're in trouble if they, because this game could be, it's always really scrappy and chippy and whatever you want to call it. I, it yeah, is. I feel like there's going to be a James I, Williams 15 yard penalty somewhere on, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, there could be, or there could be a Nessa Silvera or a, I don't know. I just, I just named him. I don't know. They, I, I could just. Oh, I mean, those are those are two guys who have a uh, history of picking up fifty yard penalties. I, I <laughs> can see one. They're definitely yeah. two of their. Uh, you got got a, an edge to them of more than anyone else on that defense. I would say. Yeah, I mean, you get, I just. Um, yeah, I I think if they if they've got to stay in control, be hype, but still stay in control. I think it would behoove Miami to uh, to bury Florida State early, right? That. You know that's never going to happen. Well, it happened last year, but again, that's an exception, and that's... it kind of happened two years ago. But Florida State's been really bad, and they've been obviously been playing better these last few weeks. And um, they're going to be pumped. They're going to be pumped. I mean, this is a game that they can they can feel good about themselves if they beat Miami. Yeah, it's again, I can't save their season, but you know, it's it's bragging rights at the end of the year. Right. And, and with a yeah. season that's gone as badly as this one has for them, um, you know, for Mike Norvell, it's a selling point. It's a selling point in recruiting. It's a selling point in um, like fan engagement. It's a selling point in, you know, Mike Norvell obviously is fighting for his job to a certain degree too. Even if he's not going to be out this year, he's going to come right. into next year on the hot seat. Um, and uh, like I said, for Miami, it it's not a, it can it can be a turning point for Florida State and it can be a turning point in the wrong direction for Miami I think um, yes and then at the same time if they win you know Miami's going to be judged on the overall body of work in November not just this one game in a way I think Florida State the rest of their season is basically going to be judged on this game and then Florida at the end of the year um, which is yeah why it, it can be a situation where Miami it's reasonable to imagine them getting tripped up but. Um, I'll say with, with Tyler Van Dyke playing the way he is and, and with all the stuff we talked about with his demeanor and his poise, um, you know, it, I expect Miami to go up and win, but, uh, like you said, it's, it's never as easy as it should be. I never expect anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't, ex- I say it. I mean, I don't, I really don't, do not expect anything. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. I, I I think if the Georgia Tech game had been 
a big, as big a blood as it should have been, people would be feeling different. And I don't know, maybe I just, again, it's like everything that can go wrong will go wrong. But that, that Georgia Tech game felt very different to me than Virginia or uh, um, NC State, like the, or the game, or sorry, Virginia or yes. UNC, the games that like they screwed up something at the end of the game or, or were really yeah. bad for half of the game. Miami was really good basically from start to finish and just three fumbles kept them there. So if they can keep rolling like that. Um, then, then they should win this weekend, but you never, like, like you keep saying, you, you never expect anything. Right. And then, and then, and then next week, hopefully we're talking about, uh, not yet, but maybe next week we talk about what bowls Miami could go to. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're right on the, on the brink and yeah, you know, I, I check those bowl projections every week and it's been fun to watch them go from like. Gasparilla <laughs> Bowl to like Gator Bowl this week. I think I've been seeing on on ESPN. Gasparilla, Gasparilla. That is so where the Gators are now projected. I saw that. Yeah, of Gators Miami. I just saw that. Yeah. So like, Gators uh, Miami and Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah. So I like to think Miami will end up in a better bowl than the Gasparilla Bowl at this point. But again, it uh, it could all flip this weekend. And and if there's a, a spot where uh the classic late season swoon comes for Miami it, it it would start this weekend you would think right all right uh I think we can wrap things up there um just kind of talk a little bit of basketball but uh I, I it's Florida State week it's hard to get into basketball too much but uh shout out to Katie Meyer now the all-time wins leader at Miami for basketball uh men's and women's uh they Got a, got a scare from Jacksonville, Jackson State, sorry, on Tuesday. Um, I was thinking Jacksonville State, we were talking Florida State. Uh, they got a scare from Jackson State on Tuesday, right. but, uh, but uh, survived, survived and, and got to celebrate uh, the win there, uh, obviously, uh, early in their season. Uh, so we'll see. They've, they've missed the tournament the last couple of years, but before that, I think it made it in seven of eight seasons. So, uh, you know, kind of trust Katie Meyer to, to make them at least competitive from start to finish. Um, the men opened up with a one uh, with, with a 10 point win against Canisius just kind of did what they were supposed to do. Uh, another team that has missed the tournament in a couple of straight seasons. Um, and they really kind of feel like they should be a, a tournament contender this year under the radar. Michelle and I talked about it last week uh, when I had her on um, and I'll, I'll say coming off, the opener, the way I would kind of describe my feelings is like, I still believe their optimism, but I'm not, I'm not coming out of that game, pencil them into the NCAA tournament. They, uh, I think this Saturday, which actually they just moved this Saturday game up. They play UCF up to 1 PM. Uh, I ah. to try to not conflict so much with the bat, with the football game. Right. Um, that'll be a, a good UCF also did not make the tournament last year, but that's a program that's like always kind of in the mix. I think it'll be a good uh, early season barometer for, for the hurricanes. And uh, considering how, how rough the fall has been and, and for all of our, our teams here, although, of course, Miami Hurricanes uh, football starting to turn things around a little bit and make it not such a miserable fall. Uh, but considering how, how disappointing the fall seasons have been and, and how good our winter sports have been uh, between the Panthers and the Heat, um, you know, maybe maybe, maybe uh, the Miami basketball team will, will feel a little bit of momentum and uh, – Maybe they can draw some fans. Yeah, they got to be competitive, but, uh, you know, I think they can be. They, they, the problem the last, the last couple of years, it just felt like they never had a shot. Now it feels like they have a shot to be in a game with pretty much anyone at this point. So uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about them. I'm not expecting them to be a tournament team. I'm expecting them to contend for the tournament, though, which has not been the case in the last couple of years. All right. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. She's got your preview for Miami, Florida State. Like I said, talking to Malik Rozier and Tyler Van Dyke about that rivalry game. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. We will both be trekking up to Tallahassee on Friday. So if uh, you see us in the airport or something, come say hi. <laughs> uh, Please do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll be uh, making the, we're going up to, yeah, spending all day traveling basically Friday. And uh, I'm sure we'll see some. Some hurricane fans around town, and we always do when we we travel for these out of town games. So, uh, and this this is always a big one, and um, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm, I'm, I I like covering games at the Doke, like you said. Yeah, it's it really is fun. <laughs> yeah, it great is. atmosphere. So, uh, and, and I think Florida State's feeling a little bit better the last few weeks. Obviously, Miami's feeling a little bit better the last few weeks. So. Uh, I'm expecting it to be entertaining, at least. That'll be knows, entertaining, yes. Yeah, yeah, agree. And hopefully, the you know, the FSU kids, they, well, so, so did Miami a couple of weeks ago. I had a lot of flu. I think last week they're – Yeah, they're, um, Jordan Travis didn't play last yeah, week. Jordan Travis didn't – their quarterback, <clears throat> quarterback didn't play. They, they had a lot of players that had the flu going into that game. Um, and now he's okay. Jordan's okay. But they, of course, they haven't said who's going to start. But you know, yeah, I, I would think Jordan. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's kind of become their guy. They they've been playing two yeah. guys a lot of the year. But but Travis is their is their threat. And he's a. Uh, right. yeah, I mean, we didn't talk very much about the Miami defense, which has had its issues over the last few weeks. But I think did a very good job against Jeff Sims, who's a, a dual threat guy, uh, keeping him from killing him with his legs. Um, and that's obviously Jordan Travis is a. That, that's his whole game. He's, he's not the passer that some of these guys are that they face in recent Which could hurt Miami. Uh, I, it could hurt Miami. I, they also have a good running back. So. Yeah, they're, they're a team that's going to try to run it down your throat and, yeah, and <laughs> shorten up the game. Um, and, you know, it's easy to imagine them breaking a couple of long touchdown runs because it seems like we see that every week against Miami. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Untouched to the end zone. Yes. So, uh, wow. yeah, like I said, uh, we'll be on the road on – Friday. So uh, look out for us. And uh, until next week, uh, we'll talk to you guys later on and uh, enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy. Good luck.